Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion. You never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bala here's a performer. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional. Professional. Professional football review <laughs> on Rufus Drag Race Season 16. So let's raise a glass. Or about and start spilling. The GNT Podcast. Clank. Clank. Everyone, welcome back to the Rupert Drag Race Podcast review. The live review, very much like a Roscoe's, except it's a podcast. Ah, uh, yeah. And yeah. it's better. And we're... What? Who said we, me? We're, Who? we're more qualified in our opinions, if anything, you know? Yeah. What did they Have they know? never really done drag? I think that <laughs> this is where you should come for all of your information, all of your data, right here. Spill uh, virginity. There's still time. We could still embark upon our careers as drag queens at some point. Um, yes, of course. I mean, some people have done it for like, what? How much was Valentina... Six months, eight months, she, claimed, she said. She, she claimed. Right. But there was, like, she'd been in Boulet Brothers, uh, like, live Dracula competition and stuff. I mean, by the, then, I like, I think Valentina was a little bit creative with her numbers there, I think. And then there's the rise of the um, social media queens who've never performed. So I think that by that standard, we're drag queens. <laughs> we could be. We could absolutely do. It. I mean, we had Scaredy Cat, never performed. We had the TikTok girls. Never Should, we Should we at least try and learn how to do hair and makeup and pad um, and nails? And who can do all costumes? of that, Tom? Me, he, her, she, she does. <laughs> and she, she will. Me, her, she, she does. will. This will be a project for the new year. For everyone who's brand new, we tend to get um, you know, some new listeners every season. Hello mm. and welcome. What we do is we review the show yep. live. We watch it through and um, we, we kind of... Really, just speak our minds, speak our brains about what we see, um, you know, how we appreciate, and you know, and if there are things regarding some performance mm-hmm. elements that we can, that I can share, or yep. some psychiatry therapies, in the words of, um, it's not really what we do, is it? But like, you, you have obviously you have a background in performance, um, in various aspects, musical theatre, dance, that kind of thing. So you bring that lens to the table. And I'm not here to diagnose or, as you say, therapize um, any of the girls. But I think one thing that we're aware of is that there's lots of obviously it's a show with big personalities. They're artists, they're drag queens. There's lots of interpersonal dynamics, and we have a little think about those. Hopefully, from a more compassionate point of view, you know, and not feed into any of the baseless hatred that can exist in the fan base unfortunately that's true we like to keep it real we like to keep some 100 that's us okay that's, that's who us. we are to a t we're on the streets we're down to earth we're, we're the people we are among the people we are first and foremost super fans we big, appreciate big these queens we um you know and drag drag race isn't 100 percent drag you know at mm-hmm. the end of the day we have to remember it is a show it's it a reality a TV entertainment show. show there are people behind the scenes pulling certain strings mm-hmm. and um sometimes things don't happen the way you you know you think it should go okay i mean i'm now over my shock of the finale of Canada's Drag Race. We were doing that last night. It's actually less than 24 hours later. I mean, still big congratulations to, to Venus. She is a fantastic queen. We're just expecting it to go to Aurora. But there we go. We're not the judges. Yeah. And, you know, big love to all the queens who are on Canada. So we got the second part of the, you know, opening. Yes. The premiere. Split premiere. Split Not premiere. split opening. Because that sounds God. like something else. Split premiere beginning uh, the new batch. Well, really the... 
the second batch yes. of these girls. I guess and, another batch um, of seven. Before we get into it, Tom, mm-hmm. I'd like to get to know you a bit more. Me? Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm Tell flattered. Tell me something about you. Uh, about me? Yeah. Um, well, I'm a Caucasian. Quickly. I'm a Caucasian male. <laughs> what do you do <laughs> successfully? Very little, unfortunately. Quickly. It is a shame. It is a shame. Can I just say this? I am not a vegan. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a vegan, and I, you know, I'm, I have lots of vegan friends. Okay. But I do want to say... That, you know, everyone's going Veganuary mm-hmm. and there are a lot of restaurants that me and you like to go to that yeah. are vegan, vegan mm-hmm. restaurants. And today we've uh, opened that up to now going to vegan stores and we went and bought some seaweed. You feel very virtuous, don't you? I wanted to say that. I want to say, <laughs> whenever I step into a vegan restaurant, mm-hmm. I straight, I automatically feel Better than everyone else in this world, those meat eaters. You're on some sort of ethical, moral pedestal, aren't you? I, you know what? I'm like two, I'm two seconds away from putting a high vis vest on and stopping traffic. <laughs> I'm really, I just feel like I'm making a difference every time I go into that restaurant. I just, you know, and you, you make eye contact with someone in there, and uh-huh. you're, and you, there's this understanding that, yeah, 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 we're doing something. We're doing something. We're doing something for the we world. We did something today. And like today, when we went into um, that vegan store to Purple go buy, carrot. to go buy um, some was seaweed. It seaweed. It was like nori. Yeah, yeah, like nori crisps. Um, I, you know what I felt like? There was a camaraderie in that store. Yeah. That the outside world is a dangerous place, mm. but we're he- we're healing the world. <laughs> Make felt, it a better place. I feel so, I feel so up myself when I go into a <laughs> vegan restaurant and store. I just wanted to share that with everyone that you know that, yeah. You you, you are virtuous. You are ethically superior, and I bow to thee. Um, also, the podcast is somewhat ironically titled at the moment because we're doing a somewhat pseudo dry da- January, um, and so we're actually sober recording. What well, has it ever been a week, Tom? So let's not. Let's no, not try. I, I identify as a sober person <laughs> Tom, now. We haven't even gone a week without alcohol, so let's let's just go through one week, no, and I, then we can start I, to break. I identify as abstinent. We, we so haven't made seven days. I mean, don't we, tell me who I am or how to feel. Thank it's you. Just like. I don't know why I haven't lost weight. Um, I've been eating good since breakfast, and I don't know why I'm not skinny. It's like, what? what what's wrong? No, I've the, been identifying as a healthy eater since this morning. It doesn't work like that, Tom. It doesn't work like that. Anyway, Hard um, I really want to get into meeting the other half of the cast of season sixteen. So let's do it. Okay, category for me, for us, is first <laughs> impressions and fashion. Yes. Starting it all off is Hershey Liqueur Jeté. Yes. Drag sister of Ms. Cornbread. Yes. From LA, California. Tom, what do you think? She First impression. My first impression is that she's got a lovely, fun, like warm energy. Like I feel I feel warm towards her. I feel like I'm gonna enjoy her on my screen. Like she seems like quite like just like a girl that you can have a good time with. Yeah. I get okay. a really nice sense from her. I think she's got a very sensible outfit on. Good. <laughs> sensible. You know, it's just something you pop to the shop, so. Yeah, she's got a very sensible outfit. She's ready to, girl, she's ready to lip sync if she needs to. Is she, she brand new? She's seen the show. Oh, she has, yeah. And sure all that Cornbread fabric. Cornbread gave her the inside scoop. All that fabric will be good for like, you know, creating shapes. Oh, I, bet, and, I bet that's detachable. And, and, and creating art and movement oh, and just, you know, swooshing. the wind, the swooshy. So, think yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a bodysuit with nice shoulder details and it's kind of like, is it like a velour fabric? 
brick and like a train attached. Yeah, I think she's ready for anything, isn't she? Very good vibes. She does say that she's glam camp auntie dragon. I am getting auntie vibes. Which mm-hmm. auntie? Don't know yet. But um, there's an auntie there. And <laughs> the one who secretly buys you booze. Hmm. Yeah, she's she's the cool auntie. She's not yeah. a regular auntie. She's a cool auntie. <laughs> and the way that she just puts her scent on the floor, go off, sis. Now, next mm. up, we got Miss Plasma. Yes. Walking in. She says, why give blood when you can sell plasma? Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, New York City, but from Texas, 24. I, I, I just love her already. The mm-hmm. vibes I'm getting from her is very, she's quick and she's quipped. Yeah, she's very quippy, witty, isn't she? She's like very off the cuff and like her repartee with Hershey is already quite fun. Uh, I can see that they seem to appreciate each other. Um, I get like a real kind of New York. I mean, she is from New York, but like she kind of reminds me of some of these Seattle queens, mm-hmm. you know, like Dale or Jink. She's got that kind of like old school musical theater cabaret sensibility to her. Yep. Clearly the look is is firmly in the 50s. Uh, you know, you can just look at it and you can kind of see like Lucille Ball, like Judy Garland, all these influences. She's painting like a theatre queen too. Mm-hmm. You you will see that face from the the back. Oh, the back she's of the room carved, Mama. And I love it. I love her fashion. I love her vibe. Yeah. Um, I think she'll be a great host. And she does say she's a singer. She's a comedian. And you know what? She's she sold it. Mm-hmm. She sold it. And her confession, her confessional, she's telling us what she does. Mm-hmm. And then when we seen it, it, there's a marriage. I believe her. Yeah. I believe her. Do you know what doesn't quite marry up for me, though? Her name, Plasma. Like, I'd like to know the origin of that name. Because obviously it's the the fluid component of blood, which is what the pun was when she came in. Oh, oh, come on, science. <laughs> but also, like, Plasma makes me think of, like, sci-fi and stuff. You know, like a plasma gun or something. But she's not got that sense about her when i think plasma i think tv yeah well yeah like hey nikki hey nikki asthma <laughs> was just, what was that rap the nikki minaj rap i got the guns plasma yeah what well, yeah it's a nikki minaj rap i think tv when i think her name no, money don't jiggle jiggle it folds oh god that is the rap <laughs> that is the rap you make you want to wiggle wiggle you know Riding in my fear, you really have to see it. It's, I mean, I mean, it's up there. Yeah. Now, Miss Geneva Ka, Viva Mexico. What do you think? First impressions, and talk to me about what you see. Uh, she's definitely representing, isn't she? She's she's here wearing her Mexican heritage proudly. Her color. She has a right to show her color. Absolutely, and she's um she's quick to point out that she's the first Mexican born. Girl, we're, getting, we're getting too much into these specifics. I'm the first um, human, <laughs> but that was born under the sun. Under this, I mean, people are just, you're unique. You don't need to, you don't need to find ways to be more. Well, you know, I, I think Valentina um, represented her culture beautifully mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the time as well. But it seems like Geneva is here to like really represent. Yeah. She's got like a fun flamboyant energy. Um, yeah. She gave me like teacher's pet vibe. She gave oh. me very good behavior, well behaved, very nice, <laughs> proper, nice auntie vibes. Okay. That's what okay. I got. Let's see if that lasts, eh? Yeah, oh, you, you never know. Um, I'm just loving, I mean, we already talked about Plasma, how she's quick and quipped. And then there's that lovely moment where she's like, she's from the tip of Texas. Oh, yeah. like, oh, the t-. <laughs> I mean, I'm loving Plasma. 
I'm loving players. She's mom. very funny and quippy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In walks plain Jane. Fasten your seatbelts because this plane always goes down. That's a naughty thing to say. Is it? Why? Can you explain it to me? It's very naughty. Why? I feel like she was coming for Aaliyah. Oh, um, no, no, really? I'm joking, I'm joking Tom. Is that what no, she's... Oh, Tom, plain please. Jane, shame on you. <laughs> she's from Boston. Look, I love the look. The look is very the... um, Kim Kardashian in Dolce & Gabbana. Well, I mean, the silhouette, the big hips, the big tits, yes. the ass. I love the padding. The mug. The I, think, I think she's really perfect. She's a very polished package. Now, it's interesting, you know, again, talking about uniqueness, she's quick to point out that she's authentically russian because katya is obviously marketed as the russian queen even though she is never she never she's not from russia i don't even know if she's been to russia but she's Tom. she speaks russian oh my oh my god what is she is she not russian? katya's not russian she's like not of russian heritage and she's not from russia cultural appropriation was a world we've never heard <laughs> i mean other queens like um sasha Velour lived in russia didn't she and um Ms. Cracker is of Rus- a Jewish Russian heritage. I, I, my gosh. How do I have a podcast and did not know that Katya was not Russian? She just, what, to she, be honest, I, we- I heard her talk about it once. She just decided, you know, she's, she's, you know what Katya's like? She has like phases and intense interests. And once she just decided to learn Russian and just, she learned Russian right. and then blended it into a drag character. She's, um, so they're both from the Boston area though, is what interests me. So it's like B, you know, anyway, um, Plain Jane, first thoughts in terms of her personality. I love her. Why I, do you love her? Because she's just a bitchy, yeah. sarcastic, um, dry, humoured, uh, sassy. She's a drag queen. Exactly. People complain about Drag Race being best friends race sometimes. Plain Jane is not here to be anybody's best friend. And she's full of catty and entertaining comments. And this is how drag queens interact. Um, now, just as an interesting point, though, not to kind of like dwell substantially on one queen more than the others, but because we the preview's been out for a few days, hasn't it? The first snippet, and uh, so like you know, seeing how Plain Jane interacts there, and I do think it generated interesting discussion that, like a lot of discussions online, can start as a good idea but then become very misdirected, in the sense that um, I feel like I've seen more praise for plain jane's fun catty bitchy shady comments than for some of the queens from the last episode for example morphine mm-hmm. um and i personally do believe that that is rooted in racism okay um however it's not an excuse to direct hatred at plain jane and to hate on her mm. it's the it's a conversation that needs to be had within the fan base but it's just not an excuse for being horrible to any queen yeah I, I, I've been seeing online because, like you said, the previews have been out, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they showed their little. You know, we've had this intro, the intros to the queens. Yeah, um, it's been out there for a bit, so people have already come with their opinions about Plain Jane, and people are saying that there's, a, she's coming off quite bitchy, and if the if um, any POC queens did it, particularly black queens that the response would have been different. That is true, and it needs to be spoken about. But it's, it's still, don't direct her at, at Jane, direct her at the fan base. That's what I, I agree with. I don't mm. think that plain Jane has said anything particularly 
bad and in mm. the world of drag and as a drag artist performer you know but sometimes it's really hard because on the other side when we look at queens like Mor- morphine mm-hmm. or we look at queens like mistress yeah is about brooks remember who um got who got her account deleted her account taken off that was because of rabid strange trolls reporting mm. her for no reason and when lux also got them it's it, it, she was treated the same but yeah sometimes sometimes and i maybe you can help me understand this sometimes it comes from when we look at those three queens that i've just mentioned in particular they're not comedy queens they're not then they don't come from the same school of drag mm-hmm. as for example plain jane so i feel like sometimes plain because I understand plain Jane because I kind of know that she is a stupid. She is. Her drag is silly. Her drag is stupid. From what I've seen, Mm. she is this sarcastic um, drag queen cunt. So then there's an expectation (laughs) that you kind of like you take it with a grain of salt because that's that's her background of drag. It is silly. It is humor. But when you hear the same thing from a pageant girl who's serious and doesn't have a reputation for being funny or telling jokes, it can come across harder. I, I, I get what you mean in the sense that, like, the funny, funnier you are, the more permission you have to be shady, I think. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think Mistress Isabel Brooks was ever serious. No. I don't think she had a single serious <laughs> moment that entire season. Lux, I think, had a sense of self-awareness as well. I think she was very aware that she was, like, this confident young queen who made, like, these really direct and often catty comments. And... I th- you know, I, I think sometimes it's wh- about how somebody's humour translates. Lux is very dry. Yeah. And people don't always get that. But there, there just there is a racist aspect to it as well, definitely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. One thing that I think will also play into it is pretty privilege. Um, because Plain Jane's quite good looking out of drag as well. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I do think all these things factor. Wow. This is... I'm getting a lot of information from you, Tom. <laughs> so you think she's cute now. Okay, so let's let's talk about that. You're going to be let's DMing go. her afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what, did a tattoo on your arm while playing Jack. Wow, that's really cute. In my, in my opinion, there's just drag queens being drag queens. And then there's yeah. people who understand the art. Some people who understand mm-hmm. drag queens. And they're the ones who don't have an issue with it. Yeah. It's people who, A, are trying to virtue signal people. 100%. A, who, 100%. Wa- who want something to troll. They're the ones that are creating this narrative. Yeah, they're vicious in their yeah. virtue signaling. Listen to me when I... Th- Linda, Linda, mm. listen. <laughs> Plain Jane is being a drag queen. Shock horror, yes. But she's just being a drag queen. The people who, I think, get too hung up on shade and bitchiness and drag queens have never been to a drag club mm. lo and behold or i mean like god forbid there should be an audience participation number or the <laughs> or the only understanding of what drag is is from the mm-hmm, show the mm-hmm. only understanding is from a tv show much as we love the show it's highly sanitized absolutely yeah so thank you i'm glad we had the discussion you can go shave your back now <laughs> um at one part that they did highlight when they're trying to attack plain jane is when she said in russian you're a piglet you're hideous and you're beautiful and they're saying they're saying oh she called um how are you to call her uh a piglet and i'm like well she also called the white girl hideous and then she also called the black girl beautiful people just pick so they were speaking about microaggressions, weren't they? But what 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 are your thoughts on on exactly what you're describing there? You as a person of color, did you see microaggressions there? No, and I'm not I saying saw... you speak for all people of color, obviously. No. But I'm interested in your thoughts. I saw someone being funny, 
I saw yeah. a, a drag queen being shady. And you know what? If this was backstage at a drag show, it would have given they would have given it a drag queen would have given it straight back to her. I thought this she is did, what they do. They, she would have got it right back. I thought she showed really good awareness that she's on a TV show and she's making a moment. Like they didn't understand what she was saying, but she knew it'd be translated and they'd keep it in. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Yeah, I don't. I just. I feel that. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't. Me. I, I love that Plasma was like, oh, I think he called me vodka, which is, you know, that was kind of an attack back at yes. <laughs> the Russia. Yeah. So you, ha- you have to give it back. Well, you just can't take it too seriously. What did Mariah Balenciaga say in the reunion of season three? Kind of like throwing shade and reading. It's like a sport among drag queens. It sharpens your wit. And she used she used a, a, a baseball allegory, didn't she? It's like you catch the ball and you throw it back hard. Mm. There you go. The wisdom of Madame Balenciaga. Mariah Successful. Mariah Paris. Mariah Balenciaga. Yeah. A queen. A queen queen, of the ages. Queen for all seasons. Next up, we got Megami from New York. Yeah. Brooklyn. I've seen a lot of Megami's looks and I love her cosplay. Um, In particular, she uh, for... Was it because they do a lot of press week stuff when they went up the... I can say the Eiffel Tower. The... um, the Ambassador building. Um, they um, she dressed as Morrigan from Darkstalkers, which oh, is love. fabulous. Like absolute kind of fighting game icon and a fabulous cosplay character as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love already love her for that. Um, what vibe did you get from Megami as she came in? I got um, serious. I got serious from Megami as well. I, got I did. I did. Serious like, vibes for someone who does cosplay. Because that's a yeah. world of fantasy. I got mm. really serious. But then she was saying that like, she's loud, funny, spicy Latina. And I was like, wow, I'm glad you told me because I didn't see it. <laughs> well, you know, people come in on their first day. It's a bit overwhelming. They're not necessarily going to show everything right away. Mm. However, yeah, I mean... But this is just first impressions. Exactly. Obviously, the main thing changes. for me was, you know, when she was explaining her outfit, uh, I'm the, the devil incarnate because this is how some people see drag queens. It's like, oh, okay. So th- she's making a statement here and quite a serious statement. Mm. Um, so we'll see if that translates into the rest of her her drag. What did you think about her look? I, I felt like... It- I thought it was um, beautifully kind of embroidered and embellished. I thought mm. I thought it was really really lovely. Uh, the makeup was cool. Um, I think she she looks like she spends a lot of time on her craft. Yeah. Talk to me about Miami, Florida's Maya Iman LePage. I mean, first up, what Their a name! name. Love what it. A name. What a name. Love it. Maya Iman LePage. <laughs> Here for it. I think a bit like Isis Avis Loren, we should probably just refer to her by her full name. Maya Iman LePage. Maya Iman LePage. Okay. Uh, it does roll off the tongue. I mean, my first question is, is she a member of the House of Iman, the dynasty of Iman? Yeah. I was going to say, it's it's a dynasty, it's a di- I'm so it, sorry. It's a dynasty. Tamisha, I know you're listening. So sorry for minimizing your legacy. The <laughs> dynasty Thank of you. Iman. She must be, right? Well, she's from Florida and uh, Tamisha is Atlanta. And they're bordering states, aren't they? I don't know. Geography. I don't know, Tom. Geography. I don't know. I believe so. The the states in the south on the coast, aren't they? I believe so. I um look I think okay, the first thing I thought was, you know, in all honesty, I wanna keep it real, I'm gonna keep it one hundred was that makeup. Well, 
I think this is just a classic example of a girl walking in and it being her first experience of studio lights. Because in the words of the Pointer Sisters, that highlight was higher and louder than I've seen in a long while. Um, bless her. Like a permanent spotlight was on her front face. Like what's a Shraddens? Yeah. Was like, <laughs> like someone was like deliberately, maybe there's someone in lighting who was just like directing a spotlight yeah. on her face the whole We're time. We're like, she is a star. Keep yeah. that spotlight yeah. on her, darling. She's going to do a flip soon. <laughs> but she does every mutation and TikTok and just, then they showed her some clips. With the makeup, sorry. I'm, I think she'll sort that out in the next few episodes. I Good. think I think it'll, it's just a matter of a bit of feedback. Sorry, her performance skills, go on. Performance skills on TikTok are amazing. They showed us some yes. clips and I'm just like, wow yeah i want to see her on stage i think that's where her power is Mm -hmm. so i can't wait to see that i've Um, seen some of those videos i actually saw one of her um in a vogue ball setting as well and she's just a dynamic i want to see i want to see now um she (laughs) one of the best things about her segment was and this is this is me keeping it real again oh god plain (laughs) must you keep it real all the time (laughs) plain jane's with, well, probably one of the best reads I've heard on the show in a long time. Mm-hmm. She says, I've never seen a corset add weight to somebody. <laughs> I could, I, I literally gagged when she said that. I could not believe That is the read of the century. And do you know what? It's, it's, a, it's a good read as well because I think it's like, it's about presentation. It's about something that can be fixed, you know? It's, um... I, like, do you know what it reminds me of? Do you remember Lemon in season one of Counter Strike Race? Do I remember Lemon? Yeah. Didn't even have S for, it for me to get it. <laughs> when you see my ass in this, I charge credit. Your dad drops decks in this, never forget it. Catch up on my pussy picks up on Reddit. Tom, I know her. But what I mean is specifically the way she presented herself in Counter Season One. Like, I remember her having, and you know, I'm, I'm not a drag queen, I don't know about this stuff, but there seems to be a problem with the corsetry where it literally bulked her out. It made her look it, it boxier than she was and she's very very slim um so i think you know it's just one of those things isn't it but it, it was a funny it was a funny read um from plain jane but i i just can't wait to see uh myra man page perform uh, tear it up now the name on everyone's lips is nymphia wind mm. i just want to start by saying that this look is everything it's very good i, I saw on her instagram um uh, again, because the promo looks have been not the promo looks, sorry, the entrance looks have been around for a while. Um, this was inspired by Juno Birch, the Manchester-based um, oh, drag queen. Yeah. I love that because obviously she plays with color, and you know, being like a northern woman, she's very inspired by like Coronation Street and that kind of stuff. And so the headscarf uh, is is very uh, Juno, and and the shades as well. Uh, Nymphia's signature color, as well, I can tell is is. Orange. <laughs> That's yellow. Why am I stating the obvious? But um, no, everything she's worn in all the uh, promo and press week stuff has been yellow. So it's very, very much a signature for her. She comes across to me in terms of vibes, Tom, first impressions, as someone who's quite authentically kooky. Yeah, totally. Auth- it's auth- you know? She's just through and through. She's like, there's a little bit of a Tammy Brown vibe. Yeah, like, there no is... pretense. She no, just... Is quirky. That's a, you yeah. know when girls come in and they say oh, I'm kooky, I'm crazy, I'm like when and they tell us that yeah. they're they're different, they're weird, and they're you know they're out of the box and they're kooky. When they tell me that, I kind of almost turn turn off a you little. You say no, you're not. I'm if like, you've got to tell me that you're not. If you if you if you have to tell me who you are, yeah. then um, <laughs> I don't believe you. And it's just like it's it's happened a lot of times. But when we, when I think of queens that are authentically kooky, Jimbo. Tammy mm-hmm. 
Um, and, and now her, I mean, there is a list. I, I believe it. It's, it's genuine. I, I like her vibe. I like what she's wearing. Mm-hmm. She looks awesome. I put Cynthia Lee Fontaine in that box as well. She's just authentically a kook. Yeah. You know, very sweet kook. Um, this is the girls. These, these are, the, are girls. the girls. Just with Nymphia as well. Um, no, actually, it's gone. It's gone. Oh, she's representing Taiwan, though. It's a nice international representation. And she's a New York girl now. How many New York girls do we have here in this cast? Megami, um, Nymphia, Plasma. and Plasma. And what about the first lot? I don't remember, Tom. That was last week. It was okay. last week. It's too Give long ago. Give me a ago. break. It's too long ago. I could actually find out. Let's have a see. Um, we got Tsunami. Oh, she's, she's New from York, there isn't as she? well. Mm-hmm. Um, there is another Miami, Florida girl, Morphine. Okay. Um, and then we got uh, Marat. No, Ryzen. Who's Dawn? Dawn's from New York as well. Is she? So we've got five New York queens in the cut. Probably more. Um, Tom, who has your favorite entrance look? Go. Ooh, uh, I actually think it has to be Nymphia. Although there are some really lovely looks here. Mm-hmm. But Nymphia's is just very, I think she's right on brand and very impactful. Yeah. Well, oh, by the way, weird coincidence about playing Joan Praying. She slips and then she does the whole banana gag. Well, yeah. She's Russian. <laughs> she's Russian, Tom. She's got magic powers. She's, she's magical. Did you not know all Russian people mystical do? Mystical and magical. <laughs> um, well, if you're going to choose her, my favourite look is playing Jane. I, I get what you mean from the level of polish and the proportions mm. and stuff. She yeah. looks like a, a doll. Her proportions look like unrealistic mm. and I love it. Okay, so we've seen like a bit more of the episode. I think we're just about to go into the maxi stage. Dive in. And I wanted to say that for me, a lot of this uh, time in between has been spent uh, on really displaying plain Jane as the <laughs> saint that she is. She feels like a central character already, doesn't she? She does. She's, she's giving main character vibes and it's her honesty. It's her honesty. Um when they explain that it's a talent show and then it's going to be rated mm-hmm. by it's a peer evaluation. So Queen is back this week. Yep. Immunity that told about that, and they're saying that you're all going to rate each other. I can just like Jane is shaking. Girl has just spent <laughs> the last you know before this she was saying trade. There's no trade. I mean, I want to <laughs> trade them in for someone else. And then she also said, you know, to the group, I was nervous until I walked into the workroom. I mean, she's made no friends and she's been <laughs> such a a drag queen, just drag queen. So catty, so sassy, so spicy. Mm. This I can tell you, I could just see the cogs shifting in her head the second it was pay evaluated. She was like, <laughs> oh, uh, okay. I need to oh, put something guys, out there quick. Um, I just want to say that I'm going to be very fair about this. Um, and I want to be very fair in my assessment. Like, she's very quick to say that. Yeah. Because she's like... I it's mean, in her interest. It's in her interest now definitely. to be nice. Because <laughs> we saw last week, you know, certain interpersonal dynamics came into it, like Tsunami and Morphine have a friendship. And mm-hmm. I think that that was helpful to Tsunami last mm. week. Um, so, yeah, you know, you, you need a friend. You need a friend when it's peer evaluation. Yeah. Um. Yeah, anything that you picked up on from the little workroom chats other than that? There was um, a very interesting story, a very interesting, uh, you know, what was it, Jitay? It was Hershey, yeah. 
How did you tell mm-hmm. about um, being a parent? It was just wonderful to hear. And I think we need to hear more of these stories, really, about the, the queens who are parents. It has, we have seen it several times over the years. Off the top of my head, Tara Sanchez, uh, Tempest Du Jour. Um, and I just th- it just needs to be spoken about just so it's normalized, I think. Um, especially because they're talking about it like in the context of the current political climate. Let's just normalize being a drag queen as just a job well you know it's more than a job but it's it's a job and of course drag queens can be caring and responsible parents why wouldn't they be mm. um so it's just wonderful it just it makes me like and and respect hershey even more she already had like this this warm likable quality when she came in but it's like this adds real depth to her character it's like oh she's a parent that's like really really cool yeah mm. big shout out to nicole page brooks as well Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The icon. Season two was like rife with parents, wasn't it? I mean, it was just, I think they're bringing it back. They're bringing it back. It's time. It's well overdue to come back. Let's go on the performance now. We've just seen the first performance of the evening and it's Geneva Carr with a lip sync performance mm-hmm. and a dance. Yes. I like that she started off, you know, campy and silly and kooky, you know, like kind of very throwaway, like, ooh. And then the remix, which uh-huh, is an uh-huh. art, sassy, fiery choreography, hitting the moves. Um, mm-hmm. How did I, th- I think she did good. I think she did good um, yep. well enough. The choreography for me mm-hmm. was every single, it was like, you know, Every single drag queen has done that move <laughs> millions. It was not original choreography. It was literally everything that was done was, in my opinion, drag performance 101. Okay, okay. I think that's fair enough. I think where the twist was probably that was that, you know, that, like you say, the, the transition into that from uh, the... The, yes, it was campy, but also brought her, her Mexican culture into it as well. I don't know what you'd call the dress but i think that is a dress that is worn as part of kind of like traditional mexican dancing yeah mm-hmm. i like I would have that to do she, my research on that i love that she did that that she mixed it up it mm-hmm. wasn't you know she started off showing that side of her yes yes and then showed this other side of her yeah the choreography was not original by any means it was not um but she did a good job executing it yeah um yeah she did a good enough job i think overall I appreciated it, and it was nice. It was good. And to open up a show was always hard. So she, good on you, yeah. Geneva Car. She brought fun energy, didn't she? Yeah. The song itself, again, probably wasn't groundbreaking, but it was fun. And she brought a really good energy, and this is enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Hershey Lecure Jeté. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the song's Whiplash. I think whiplash, it's original. Whiplash. Uh, what did you think? I thought she brought a really fun energy to the stage. Mm. Um, I thought... You know, she, she seemed like, a, 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 I'm not an expert, she seemed like a good mover to me. She I was. Liked, yeah, yeah, yeah. She moved well to the music. She uh, had, had different levels and she did the roly-poly and stuff and it was fun. The hair whipping gimmick was cute. Um, I, probably, I, okay, again, I'm not a drag queen. I probably wouldn't have chosen that wig. Oh, There was just something about that wig that I thought... I know when I think of hair whips, I think of Roxy Andrews. I think of India Farah. India Farah. Yeah, and I think, but those, I think you know they're very intense hair whips. Um, and yeah, I don't know. 
but that that element was cute was definitely really cute but i enjoyed her as a mover she brought fun energy um and yeah i mean i like her she already the opening sequence was confusing to me conceptually yes um I did wonder the same thing about the wig, but I do want to say in terms of her as a performer, she mm-hmm. was confident. Yeah. She was confident. She walked out there. I believed that the stage was hers. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I don't like it when there's too much attention paid to the queens and the energy yes, and performance. Morgan and Michael syndrome. Yeah, and it, your energy performance isn't projected mainly to the camera or to mm-hmm. the front. I always find that a bit like, oh. Why are you mad though? Why are you mad a lot though? of the times when you do that, um, you should learn how to cheat looking to the mm-hmm. side like mm-hmm. you almost your face is like you know three quarters not like your, your face is still like mainly to the front but you kind of change it a little bit and like direct your energy and your 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 arm your mm-hmm. finger there but that way you still feel like you're part of the performances for you it might be one of those tricky things about drag race where you've got the judges there the girls there and the camera over there and it takes a little bit of figuring out for the queens maybe to know exactly how to manage. I mean, Morphine found that. that camera right away last week. She found <laughs> it. No, but um, she's a very good mover. She yeah. is. She's a very good mover. She's a strong mover and she's a confident mover. She's yeah. got good stage presence. For a song that's called Whiplash, I want to agree with you. Yeah. I do feel that that should have been the highlight and I th- it should have been up there with India Ferrer's hair. Uh-huh. It should have been a Roxy Andrews moment. Yeah. And um, I, I don't feel like the Whiplash was the, the, the hair whipping was the moment. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that, and it should have been the moment. Was the talent not having it fall off? Well, she said the other girls don't glue them down properly. She certainly glued it down properly. Oh, I mean, so I mean, mission accomplished. Yeah, if there. that's your talent, then yeah, good. That, <laughs> that wig that you chose stayed on. But I, I, I think that the star of the performance should have been in the hair whips. Yeah. And I just feel like she could have done different variations um, and, and, and made better choices with the types of hair whips that she did. Um, but it was, it was nice. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Next up, we have Plasma. I want to say this about Plasma. Yeah. She, like, I love her to mm-hmm, bits. Mm-hmm. But her character, a lot of the times, or sometimes in the confessionals, comes across so differently to her stage character. She yeah. comes across very, like, serious. Very like, earnest, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The bit where she was talking about kind of like, and she brings it back during this performance being underestimated. Mm. She was, like, deadly serious. Like, she, she, was, she was... Letting us know. Like, she could have been an eyewitness in a courtroom she was that serious <laughs> i was just like girl <laughs> i just i love her passion she's yeah. clearly incredibly passionate about this competition plasma this cabaret performance was everything it was good it was vocally really good. technically her voice is perfection her voice is really really beautiful it is it live ju- that's my question and it kind of that does it you know if i'm being honest because she was stationary that does affect my perception of it a lot um overall really really enjoyable performance i don't want to get too hung up on the live not live thing mm. but i don't think it, the bit that was live was the joke delivery again i'm not you're the producer here i'm not an you know a sound engineer i think i noticed a change in the sound quality mm-hmm, okay. um when she was delivering the jokes which were all really fab loved the impressions loved the whole judy vibe loved the very judy garland wasn't it um, Everything was the little reveals. Um, and the song itself is really fun. It's something different, you know, to, um, you know, the, the club tracks that a lot of the girls do. Uh, mm. So overall, super fab and enjoyable. I think that 
again, vocally, technically amazing. I'm going to just, you know, live in this fantasy that she was singing live. And then I want to just tell you what I heard. And what I heard was just sounds, lovely Mm -hmm. sounds, beautiful range, lovely control. She knows how to use her her voice. She knows that muscle. It was Mm -hmm. so nice. I loved it. Even the last part when she went into that high note, it was good. It it looked effortless, which made me think maybe she is lip syncing. Or maybe they've done an overlay of the track. Because when I think wondering. When I think live, I Mm -hmm. think nine nine lives, nine nine lives, nine 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 lives, nine nine nine. That's who I think of. I think of Blessing Claire. That was absolutely live. And I mean (laughs) I mean that was live. (laughs) With what I'm gonna say is I think it's more of a GGB or Jan situation where she probably is singing live, but they've turned up her the down tra- yeah, and yeah. turned the, um, backing, the backing track, track up. right up. That's what I think. Having said that, really fab, unique, enjoyable performance. We just saw Nymphia wind and she was a nymph in she, the wind. Writing the this wind. This performance was graceful. Delicate. Delicate. I thought this was really, really fab. This is so beautiful. Like, obviously, I'm not an expert, but I'm guessing, and it wasn't really explained, but I'm guessing this is a traditional Taiwanese dance. Maybe blended with a bit of contemporary, do you think? I don't know. We don't know enough no, about No, I think it, this is we? the style. Do you think? Yeah. Um, I thought this was absolutely beautiful. She was skillful. She had poise. She had grace. Such a really fun and interesting contrast to the kooky personality we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. Um, truly beautiful. The costume was gorgeous. The way it was just this silky outfit with the embroidery, her makeup, fantastic, like a dragon or a tiger or something. Um, I guess like I put this in the same realm as um Jia Gun Raja doing the Balinese dance. Mm-hmm. So I love it. I love it when queens bring something from their culture that we've not seen on the drag race stage before. So this was fantastic for me. It was just a I just loved it from the beginning where, you know, she was hiding her face with the fabric and we mm-hmm. had that lovely head, um, the world on top of her head. Oh, the wings were moving on the headpiece, on the I bird. Mean, the headpiece. Brilliant. And she had it, she gave that the focus and then she did the whole windmill hand mm-hmm. shuffling with the fabric, which just looked like a bird. It would look like a shuffle. It looked like something rustling in the wind. Mm-hmm. And then the and then the whole graceful explosion with the yeah. sleeves. She was graceful the way that she moved. She is her leaps were beautiful. You, yeah. you know, you could you could have easily it would have been a photographer's dream. You could have easily taken a photo yes. of her and captured all of these big leap moments. Mm-hmm. Her stretch, her, the strength, the, how she ended um, holding her leg. I mean, that's not just flexibility. That's the strength. That's core. That's the leg. I mean, she was brilliant. Her Ma- aiming on the ground, her floor work was just graceful. She made everything look effortless and i think that's the beauty of the style and that really shows how yeah. good she is at the style of her it makes, dance. makes me very excited to think about what she's going to bring to the rest of the competition as well so this is a just a brilliant debut absolutely okay we just saw megami we did um, indeed um you can i'll let you take the lead thank you thank you so much so kind so gracious you're the ultimate producer and host um so i thought obviously she was lip-syncing to the Fabulous for on Blonde's song. Um, 
And I think the the sentiment behind this was really, really important. I think, you know, we noted earlier, didn't we? She There's a seriousness and there's a politicism to Megami that we did kind of pick up on as soon as she walked in and it translated to this performance. She clearly wanted to make a really important political message that needs to be made, you know, in terms of the political atmosphere in the US at the moment, um, the way that uh, drag as an art form is under threat and the rights of trans people are under threat needs to be spoken about and people need to speak out about it. So that was really, really important. Um, in terms of how impactful it was as a performance, I thought she she delivered the lip sync with a lot of emotion. And I, I that was really, really great and really powerful. Um, as a performance as a whole, I guess kind of like fitting into what I've seen so far in this talent show, I, it, it, it might not have been so impactful maybe as in terms of demonstrating talent Mm -hmm. however important message very passionate those are my thoughts yeah i mean it's if you take away the message Mm -hmm. of this performance and it is an important message Mm -hmm. what we had was a a um a ballad lip sync yep and for for a talent show i just don't think that this was enough yeah and um, we, we think about Mariah Balenciaga. And that's who was at the forefront of my mind. You know, mind. who had yeah. that lovely contemporary dance, who had, who had a very strong, important message as well. But she had symbolism. She had contemporary. It. It she was had, she, it was, it was, it was art yeah. worth protecting. It was art. <laughs> um, and even, and if you are going to just hold up, you know, I mean, your talent can't be Velcro milk. <laughs> milk get me you're, you're telling you it has to be more i um, as a talent show you, this is your moment to to shine i think the message could have yeah could there could have been a little bit more symbolism and art and there it was like a little on yeah, the nose perhaps yeah. you know because the message is right there and yet like right yes we do need to to vote to protect the things yeah. that that we love and cherish i mean but, I'm, I'm not gonna say but plain jane is she's holding up signs is not a talent quote and i'm on plain jane's side it's not sometimes the same way sometimes and i've encouraged this a lot in in um design challenges and i remember particularly uh my my lovely polynesian sister mm-hmm. um drag race Britta. down under oh no sorry well it can be Britta, but it also can be queen kong yeah I'm like you know sometimes if you just do a design challenge and you use culture and you or- and, important political message yeah you can kind of hide behind it yeah you can so are you hiding behind the message uh if you are gonna just have a message make it arty make it queer art i mean just thinking remember when eureka had her talent show and her and she had the all the words were on her dress um from a projection on the the ballad for her mom yeah give give more but holding up signs i don't I don't see the um, the impact of, of, of that as, as a talent show. Again, when you compare to... And again, like it's not like we're lazily trying to compare queens. That's not our intent here. But like I think Mariah is just a fantastic example of a political message being conveyed with symbolism, grace and art. Um, and Megami, though passionate and a fantastic message, did, didn't quite measure it for that in terms of delivery. We just saw Maya Iman Page burn up the oh, floor with an incinerate with a energetic 
performance. She is a fire. She's a firework. She is a firecracker in, Baby, in human she's a form. Firework. Do you know what I love about her, Maya? I love that she started off with just like a nice, a yes. good lip sync. Yes, yes, but yes. Do you know what I love about it is that I, I can just tell in her head she was mm. like, "Oh, you guys, you ain't it. You just you wait. don't even know. You don't, yeah, you, you don't, don't even know. <laughs> you guys, you guys, you think this is it? You just wait. Yeah, and you can just tell she's like, you know, the calm before the mm-hmm. storm. She's just like, yeah, tease, 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 and then she came out with this. She came out with that. The the cartwheel, the jump split, the backflip into the high a split, kick. the 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 high kick, the 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 headstand twerk on a platform, the, <laughs> the Kennedy flip onto the platform, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then the rolly the roll off into yep. like, girl shit that was the Olympics that was gymnastics that was a floor routine so good so so good I mean th- this is one of the best like this is one of the best of the episode definitely. Um, it's like it's it's so like i'm i'm sold now like i see exactly why she has the reputation that she does even having seen some of the other videos amazing high energy talented performer and anybody who's against her in lip sync uh is is in for a rough ride unfortunately for them i would love to see her and kennedy devonport do a number together that'd be just amazing it would be too much we can't mm. we, we don't deserve it Team why do too we much. why do we deserve why am i even asking no for we it? don't deserve nice things but i just think that they would blow up the stage I, oh god i'd love for that lead the way with plain jane's burger finger song performance i mean this was daft wasn't it this was really daft um it was fun to see because this was a performance that was done with like carefree camp abandon. It was knowingly stupid. Um, so it gives us an idea of her sense of humor. Um, the look when she came out was very like Katy Perry at the Met Gala. Absolutely. With a pile of burgers there, I thought she was going to like do like a eating contest thing and eat as many as she could really quickly. She like did Aunt not. Simone. Yes, mm-hmm, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, she she wasn't going to go there. We've seen it done. You know, um. So, like, in terms of level of talent exhibited, like discernible talents, um, you know, it was a fun camp, silly lip sync performance. Uh, did she have the dance skills of Myra Lam- Imanla Page? No. Can she sing like Plasma? No. But she came out and did something really humorous. And very, very silly. I think her talent is audacity. Yeah. Audacious. <laughs> yes. Her talent nerve. is her talent she is nerve. uniqueness. And she had the nerve yeah. to display this talent yes. on this charismatic stage. <laughs> I think I think Uriah was not only silly, he was not only stupid, mm-hmm. um, but she she knows that that's her brand uh, with a big tits reveal. Sometimes the voice that she did, Mama, it was very like Jimbo, you mm. know, about Mama Root, very there. And then the tits came out, and I'm like, that's also very Jimbo. But she's not Jimbo. She's playing Jane. She's playing Jane. Is um, Burger Finger a thing? Is it a euphemism I, for something? I don't Is it? Tom, are we... I don't know. I'm going to have to Google it after this. I... Maybe it's what all the kids are talking about nowadays. And they're like, oh my God, those old podcasters have no idea, have what, no burger idea what a burger is. finger is. Yeah, it was audacious. And that's where the talent is. It's, it's unique. <laughs> I will give her that. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, <laughs> it's just stupid. <laughs> that's the talent performances, Tom. I'm going right. to ask you to rank it from one to six. Well, we did do this with the other group of girls, didn't we? We did. So, 
Mm-hmm. So, what? so yeah, so one and two, I think, are fairly interchangeable. But I, for me, it's Nymphia and Myra Manla Page. Okay, uh, I don't really mind which order they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's last week's anything to go by, it'll be a top two anyway. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to worry about anybody going home, hopefully, either. Um, three for me is Plasma. Uh, four, in, right in the middle is Geneva. Uh, five and six are kind of interchangeable for me as well, playing Jane and Hershey. <clears throat> and then for me, number seven is Megami. Now, this isn't to say that anybody is untalented or didn't entertain me. That's just not the case. Uh, you know, we've got to give a hierarchy here. Okay. For me, there's a for me there's a clear number one, and that's <clears throat> Nymphia Wind. Okay. <clears throat> I want to, you know, pay tribute to this cultural... Mm-hmm. Um, performance especially because in the past it's been ignored and Gia Gunn I cannot but one of the biggest injustices yeah. was that Gia Gunn A did not make top but B didn't win mm-hmm. that talent show it was yeah. it was stupid ridiculous so Nymphia was number one number two and three is between Plasma and Maya okay so they're number two and three number four I have this is really hard. I'm gonna put number four as plain Jane. Okay, number four, five, and six is interchangeable. Okay, plain Jane, Hershey, and Geneva. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and they they all had their highlights, but they're in you know, compared to the top three, if you like, Mm. just maybe not such a like obvious display of of talent in some ways because this is a talent show and we yeah. like to see unique skills being shown yeah um but that does mutually we do seem to be putting megami at the bottom which doesn't matter because um you don't know this yet megami but um <laughs> you're not going home because no one's going home this episode okay so we'll tell her before we watch the rest of this but let's look at some fashion see if that changes oh. your mind all right, the category is reveals. Basically, it's reveals again, like it last week. By any other name. Mm-hmm. Um, so first up, we have Nymphia Wind in her signature yellow and with her signature banana motif. Like, I wonder how many more bananas we're going to get this season. I think Should if she's clever, that? she'll ease it up now. It's becoming brow cow stunning. <laughs> well, she had her entrance look, but she wouldn't have known that the debut episode would have been the reveals, would she? So no. there we go. Um but, I mean, it's fab. She comes in with this. She tells the life story of a banana from gr- this green casing to the banana dress underneath to a kind of Josephine Baker-esque um, banana outfit underneath. Um, and then finally, rotten bananas, unfortunately, uh, reminding us really of how fleeting life itself is. I think this is quite a philosophical yeah. um, story. Reminding us that we all die. Mm. And that's fashion. Yeah. Well, it's funny, though, because um, areas, um, is it full? Is a recent one, 23 collection, um, was fruit inspired. And they had um, some outfits that were ripe bananas and some outfits that were, were like rotten bananas. It's, so it's, I don't know. I, she, it seems like bananas are very close to her heart. So I'm not saying she necessarily took inspo from that. But it's just funny. It's um, Bananas are big in fashion right now. All right. Hershey, talk to me. Um, so she was giving us the chocolate bar storyline. I guess true to her name, Hershey, right? Hershey bar. Oh, yeah, nice. I guess. I Yay. guess. Um, so I mean, it's chocolate. Yeah, she um, took off this like big Pepelabasia style gold duster at the beginning, and then she revealed into quite a lovely. I mean, I, sh- I think it showed off her shape beautifully, sort of vinyl or pleather 
uh, brown dress reminds me of those um, Balma outfits that the Kardashians are squeezing themselves into mm. a couple of years ago. Um, well, I say that because they were clearly very difficult to put on, you know? <laughs> clearly, you needed, like, a whole tub of baby powder to get them on. It's really interesting seeing those fashions and then mm. um, seeing them try to sit down mm. in them when they... Like Clifford Dua Lipa. Exactly. Not the, just Dua Lipa, um, but also, there's so many times <laughs> um, people... There's now a thread on Reddit as well where you can see um, them on the runway, yeah. them on the red carpet, and then them trying to trying sit to down sit, and Trying to live carpet. life. It's just not... Nobody said that beauty and fashion were compatible with with living life. Okay, thank you. But I think the end result is gorgeous. I think I think the it's a very clean, chic look, and she looks really good. One minor criticism, like I wish we'd got a proper look at the duster. I wish she'd got halfway down the runway at least before the reveal. Yeah. But that's fine. She looks gorgeous. Plasma, plasma. Uh, this is fun. Um, plasma. Um, I guess like a fruity burlesque theme. And the third food-related item we've seen so far. So she's this tomato pincushion, which was inspired by her grandmother, which is cute. Um, she takes that off into a dress, which reveals into a burlesque sort of bodysuit play suit. Mm-hmm. And then a reveal into um, some pasties. Um, so a fun little performance. Um, again, just gives me the vibe that she's a you know, cabaret queen who just like dabbles in all these different aspects of cabaret performance. I think the look is cute. It's camp, but also she looks really pretty. Maya Iman LaPage. Another queen who I wish hadn't revealed so early. So she comes in wearing this big, beautiful, structured, printed coat that I really wanted to get a proper look at. It had like interesting hip details and all sorts and she kind of chucked it in the bin as soon as we saw her. It's like, no, I wanted to see that. That looked great. So she's Let wearing... us see! <laughs> she's, uh... <laughs> yeah, let us see, let us mama! See. Um, but um, yeah, so she uh, reveals to a swimming costume and she's showing off her gorgeous body. The print is bright. It's fun. Um, she looks really pretty. I do love the wig. I love the wig. Yes, the yellow wig is fab. Yeah. And then we have a Miss Geneva Carr. Geneva gets extra points for doing the only reveal in which a, a garment wasn't cast aside and left on the runway. Um, and it's fun. She plays with masculine and feminine. She again homages her culture, goes from mariachi to um, gorgeous Latina woman um, with this fun, flirty yeah. printed dress. It's really cute. Yeah. Megami. Is it Megami or Megami? Mega Mega Mindy. Mega Mindy. Definitely Mega Mindy. Mega 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 I don't know. She'll mm. correct us. <laughs> the um, so I think this look is really really beautiful in terms of like a standalone look. One of the most beautiful on the runway. I'm getting kind of um, biblically accurate angel. I'm getting angel of death. There's like a real mix of kind of like angelic and dark elements the makeup is cool um all i'll say is is it a reveal probably not the the gag of the like pan's labyrinth pale man eyes on the hands are really really cool but i wouldn't necessarily necessarily say it's a reveal Mm. so she may get critiqued for that but the look itself is beautiful and i think i can see a lot of craftsmanship has gone into this from the wigs to the wings to the headpiece absolutely um really gorgeous Plain Jane's, um, you know, winter couture, um, frozen princess, yeah. princess Rena was just, I loved it. I thought it was intricate. I thought it was 
lovely. The, the coat was itself fashion. was really beautiful. And it, again, it was a nod to her Russian heritage. And she was wearing, I believe the headpiece is called a kokoshnik. Um, I remember looking it up because of Miss Cracker's um, finale look. Yes. Where she had a, a pink, again, look inspired by her Russian heritage. And she was wearing a kokoshnik, which I believe is a traditional... Um, had peace for Russian women to be worn on really quite important occasions. And it's passed down through the family. So she might have got it from her mum or grandmother, who knows? Mm. Um, but it's it's fun because she, she comes out in this like beautiful, elegant look and then reveals to something kind of like silly and fun. And she's giving us Boston party girl uh, with the kind of denim cutoffs and the sequin uh, top. Uh, and she's a sports fan. And she camps it up and has fun with it. So, again, she's giving us silly and playing with different sides of drag. What I like about playing Jane is that I know, I feel like I know her drag. Yes, she's branded herself really well this episode. And if other girls who have done the same thing for me has been also, Nymphia's done that. Definitely. I understand her. I understand absolutely Geneva Carr. I understand absolutely Megami and these queens. And Plasma. And plasma, yeah, they, they've shown us who they are through throughout the episode, and I think that's really nice. I really think it's good. good. Job, I think girls. it's very good branding. I think that's really important. Tom, who was your favorite look on the runway? My, okay, well, I've got a clause. My favorite standalone look is Megami, but unfortunately, I don't really think it's a reveal. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond Megami, I, I've got to give props to Geneva for the cleverness of the reveal, um, but I think my fave is. Either Nymphia or Plasma. Cool. I agree with you with Megan me having the best look, but with the category. Yeah. I did like playing Jane's. So It was fun. It this was won't change who I think's the winner and the bottoms though. No, me neither. So let's see what they say. So the um the group has decided that the top two is plain Jane and Geneva Carr. There we go. We weren't right last week, really. Either were we. We're not very good at predicting this. We um, no, we, we were right. <laughs> they were wrong. I mean, there's a couple of bits that came through for me. <laughs> Playing Chain is really good TV. And she instantly reneged on the I'm going to play fair thing. And was like, no, I'm actually going to do the inverse of that just to secure my place. However, the other girls saw Rue liking her. She made Rue laugh and they put her high. Um, a lot of people loved Geneva. We love Geneva too, but they they rated her better than Nymphia. And I was really surprised to see um, my man LePage put so low. People said that her moves were like, we've seen them before. It's like, yeah, but she does them really well. Just because you've... But it's hard because you've seen someone... It's like, I don't... <laughs> seeing something done and execution is mm-hmm. completely different. I've yeah. seen people do. I mean, I was. I've seen people do so many things. I've triple tucks, yes. double backflips. Yes. And you, oh, you've seen that. Yeah, but can you do it? Exactly. No, you cannot. Mm. And for them to say that, and in the same breath, rate Geneva's performance. And not to put anything down on Geneva, but Geneva, you perform. I've I've seen every every single move That's she exactly did. Exactly what you said about it. Actually, every single move that mm. Geneva did and her choreography was every drag and it was in the thing reason why every dragon does it because it's it's very easy to do you cannot do what maya had done no so that um, does surprise disagree. me i also just want to say that we need to stop asian hate 
Well, I mean, do you know? Because how is, I mean, first, not to say anything about, you know, the the lovely Aurora Matrix or anything about Gia Gunn's sound performance, but now we have to add to this do you know what? our Taiwanese it, New York mm, sister? Like, what the hell? How, I, what, what's going on? It's a noted trend in Drag Race that um, queens from East Asia in particular do not seem to get the respect that they deserve. And a pattern is there, I think. Well, I, I think it is. I, do, I mean, we both disagree with these two, but congratulations on them. Yep. Just another thing to say as well, Plasma, I can see Plasma's an overthinker and she's starting to already get in head because she was... It's just the way that she was like talking to herself about... Um, uh, playing Jane's performance is like, oh, you know, she can make Rue laugh. That, clearly, that's not something I've mastered yet. Kind of thing. It's like, girl, take a breath, okay? You, you're fabulous. Like, don't get in your head. You're clearly mm-hmm. very talented. Now, the lip sync was shower, Bicky G. I um, the perform the uh performance was, you know, it was it was cute. Yeah, it was cute. Playing Jane's booby was the star. I mean. The- <laughs> Sorry, was there anyone else on stage? <laughs> um, all I remember is nipple. Uh, nipple, nipple, nipple. Two different styles. Yeah. I think Geneva took this more serious, really mm-hmm. getting into it, really wanting to show, you know, that, that hitting the beats and doing the movements and, you know, whereas mm-hmm. Plain Jane took a kind of the same, but also more comedic and silly approach, which is very on brand for both of them. Yeah. Who do I think one... I, I, d- I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I'd probably give it to playing Jane. Like she, she made me laugh. She made the, the judges laugh. One thing I did notice, and like it's becoming more and more obvious now, is Jane's kind of killer instinct here. Because in terms of her conduct on the stage, I'm not saying she crossed any boundaries in terms of like physical contact and stuff, but she pushed it a little because she deliberately came into um, Geneva's space and whipped her hair in her face, and that was deliberate. She, she might as well have peed on her and marked her territory. She's got a killer instinct, this plain Jane. She's definitely one to watch. She's very entertaining. Well, I also think it was quite shady how she said, I'm going to be very fair, then turn that around. I was like, okay, plain Jane, that, okay, no, that's not but good. It's good TV. <laughs> like, no, it's bad good Jane. She, bad Jane. She is playing her role to a T. Yeah. Like, if I, had to, if I, had I to say brava, brava. Okay, cool. So do you want to give it to plain Jane? I'm going to give it to plain Jane. Congratulations, Miss Plain Jane. Congratulations, Plain Jane. There we go. So our two first winners are Safira and Plain Jane. That's correct. And next week, we should be seeing them face off like lionesses. The showdown. Oh. The showdown. And it's a ball. Oh, the, the ending. Pre- it looks like they get another chance to rate bloody hell. That's really interesting. Gosh, it's going to be It's going to be a long episode. <laughs> it's going to be... Oh. 14 times 3 is so, 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 Carry the 4. 42 oh. looks. Are you serious? It's 14 times 3, right? Damn. Um, I won't even speak. Next week. Gonna, no, you won't, frankly. No. Uh, but I can't wait to see the fashion. Wonder what the theme of the ball is. Um, I'm sure it'll be very, very exciting. But I think it's going to be about these two kind of factions uh, uniting. All right. And you know we'll be covering it. So make sure you join us. This is Apollo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys very soon. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.